0: I got about two strays in, in front of her, okay, maybe three, four, she was a goner too. She was worse than me, and I, <laughs> I didn't realise that, you know, you know, you know, like yeah. uh, sort of relating to uh, how you think uh, you're getting it tough, but the other person beside you is even getting more tougher, yeah. you know, the going's getting tough. I beat her about 11 seconds, so it did. Yeah, uh, so that, that sort of way stands out to me that uh, you're not big, you know, till you, you, know, you cross the line.
1: That's John McKay. And
0: this is the Inspiration Runner's podcast.
1: Well, what's happening, folks? My name's Robbie Marsh, I'm your host, so welcome to the podcast. Well, what can I say? We have a real treasure on the show this week, John McKay from Bally Drain Runners. He's just an amazing individual who's been running and winning races for over 78 years. At the age of 97, he's a real advocate for looking after yourself and working hard. A real joy just being in his presence and sharing some of his stories. Before we start, I'd just like to give our sponsors Born a shout-out. Their next race is on the 23rd of February in Castle and Forest Park, which is their last race in the Winter Series. The last race is always a celebration, so why not come down to Castle Wellen and join us that morning? With great pleasure, I give you John McCaig. Come on, John. How are you doing? Come on down here. Sorry, a wee bit late. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, it's and warm. Make your way in there. Hold, hold on a second. Who's all these pictures of? Where did get the lady on here? Huh? Hey? Who's
0: all of these pictures of? And uh, <laughs> I. You this can start <coughs> from here. <laughs> this is the Hall of Fame, is it? Hall of Fame. That's it. Used to be a Lord Mayor of Belfast, Jimmy Rogers. Okay. Clarence. So uh, these are I don't know these people are. <laughs> Photograph of the other way. Uh, yes, and so uh, this is this is pictures of you yeah, famous is, people. I that's that's what he called. I got me what he called the Sports Award of the Year. That's Jackie Fullerton, BBC, and Cardin Patterson. She presented me with that they sport. Uh, I got it. Oh uh, seven, I got the Sport Award of the Year. That's brilliant. An Armada Hotel. And that's Barry McGuigan there. Oh, class. He was there when you received the awards. we there, yeah. And that's uh, we done the. That's my brother. He's passed away since we done the Giro and we done the Grand Fonda. So we Jeez. did. And the, the Giro then. The, How long ago was that? wasn't that was long ago. Ah, about three, four years ago. Three years yeah. ago. It was here for the Giro. Was here for one year, and the Grand Fonda was here for three years. Right, done yeah. it twice. That's brilliant. And that's uh, the, that's the photographs there. That's uh, an honorary member of my old club, you know. Dear John, it gives me
1: great pleasure to inform you the new Ballydrain Harrier and Athletic Club Committee have much pleasure in more new honorary life membership. It's nice to get those things. I
0: have a life membership of a couple of clubs. I am a life <laughs> membership of uh, West Down. No, East Down, us in Downpatrick. Yeah. Uh, their club. And Bright an, honorary, club and an honorary, honorary member of them. So that, that's uh, Suey Salmon. Used to be on TV, that yeah. girl
1: there. That's Mary, Mary Peters. Look at the smile on your face there. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you uh, a kiss yeah, between them 2 yes. women. Uh, that, uh, that's my great-granddaughter there. My Was. great-granddaughter. That's her sports day there. And that's her teacher, Richard. Brilliant. He, he, he runs for Valley Drain, so he does. Oh, very good. He, he's a school teacher. You have numerous right. pictures up here of oh, yeah, 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 famous
1: people. Yeah. What about this one with the barley drain? That's a beautiful photograph. That's the
0: photo McKay Cup. My Cup.
1: Class.
0: My Cup. And what do they do? What. Uh, cross, country. cross Country. Cross Country, yeah. Uh, they're running down the road The Billy Neal's Centre. Uh, uh, the Cumber Cup and the McKay Cup. So they were sent to that to me then. And, uh, that is Isabelle and I before we were married.
1: Wow. What year do you think that was taken?
0: Well, it must have been... We're married in 1842. It was in the early 40s, you know. We're married in 1842. Oh, that's brilliant, Mike. Yeah, and that's... Uh, I was doing a... If you can read that
1: there... 94-year-old supporting a 3-year-old, Team Zaki.
0: Sick. He was a little boy and had him sent to America for treatment. So brilliant. i done a a done tra- a, t- a treadmill... Our turbo trainer, Segel, over in the spa there for three and a quarter hours non stop. Wow. Got 1,500. One thousand no way, that was Or but we effort for sec to sell them to America. Right. That's amazing wall. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a familiar face there as well. Ah, that's Joe
0: Quinn there yeah. and myself. That's out of that uh, club, East Down.
1: Yeah. Yes. You're smiling in the mall, anyway. That's my, uh, in Belfast marathon. That, that's a great photo. Uh, Do you know what year that was in? Is that Brit, that's... Oh. I was <laughs> going to say, is that a bally drain top? But it's the same color. That's a bally drain
0: top, yeah, yeah. It must have been, uh, I was, must have been 70 then. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: didn't start to run the marathon until I was 70. You didn't start to run marathons until you were 70. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's 3 oh. hours 51 minutes and oh. 49 seconds.
0: Ah,
1: oh, yeah. oh uh, there, that has been around the block a few times. Wow.
0: That's me there.
1: That's um. a proper cross country, black and white, pure gutters. Pure gutters. Are, are you shoes? even wearing any shoes? I am no sh- I am a bare feet. Did you used to run the cross country or did you lose your shoes? No,
0: I, I used to run the cross country with my bare feet. That's brilliant.
1: So I did. I don't, for, I don't know for why <laughs> <laughs> What? Less to carry, maybe. Maybe well, Lester to carry. That's a brilliant photograph, though, that.
0: I've has been around the block a few times beyond we the internet and it's been on the Facebook and all sorts of, uh, yes.
1: And what? It looks like it's almost raining as well. I'm not
0: sure. Like I have an old photograph. was taken off that. I'll show it to you. Yeah. Definitely. It was uh, came out of the back page on the and a northern wig then. Yeah. So what race can you remember? What race that was? That was at Whitewell in a junior championship. Yes, I I got a junior medal that day. Wow. The the junior. How long ago was that then? Well, that was uh, in the 40s too, in the 1940s, maybe two or three, yes. That's amazing. So that's the cheque I gave for the... I I, I do work for a with cancer, so I do. Oh, very good. And uh, up in uh, Newcastle, and uh, that's three someone salmon there. That's um, what do you call him? a the motorbike racer? Iron... Firecook? F- yeah. I was doing a charity run and they were uh, they were uh, doing the uh, charity, the bikers were doing it too, sponsoring it. And I was doing a 60 mile cycle, for uh, same again, shoulder with cancer. So
1: you've done a lot of
0: cycling then? Oh as well yes, as well it well was all cycling and uh, this bridge here, okay, it's a Victoria Park, okay. And the bridge was named of uh, Sam Thompson, who was a playwright. And I worked with him in the shipyard. Wow. And I got the honour of the first cyclist to cycle over it, down Victoria Park. That's the Sam Thompson That's Bridge. That. That's another one there, yeah. You seem to be enjoying yourself in all these well, photographs. Yes, yes. That's what it's all about, enjoying what you do. Mm-hmm. Enjoy... Uh, do you know, Do you know this guy here? I do know him, he's a comedian. <laughs> that's Norman name?
1: Norman Wisdom. Norman Wisdom. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> that long ago he passed away, I think. He t- passed away about a couple of years ago. Yeah. He I, was funny. Oh,
0: he was dead funny. And where did you meet him? I, I, I went to Elimondi, see, for 17 years to run the, the marathon yeah. and the half marathon for 17 years. And that's it. one day he was given the prizes out. So that's oh. how, yeah.
1: So what age, what age were you
0: in this photograph? Cause you look young in this photograph. Well, <laughs> I was over seventy. Like yes. you know? John, I, that's amazing. Oh, uh, well, there's a, there's a, uh, see this girl here, Whoever, I her? My size not too good. What's your first name? Robbie. Robbie, 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 oh, Robbie. i mean, introduce myself R- yet? Robbie, yes, she's I'm Joe. Amaz- I'm amazed joy. by all
1: these photographs in your
0: world. No, I'm running with her, and she's the Olympics 10,000 metre champion. The big Scots
1: girl. And what age are you there? Well again... You're round about that age, haven't aye, I? you? Aye, see.
0: Right, and uh, that's... Uh, see this one here? A run and Highland Games. Class. And everybody who run in Highland Games has to wear a kilt. <laughs> 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 and that was a mountain run. Oh, that was
1: brilliant. Y- yes.
0: And uh, that's that's my great-grandson there. That was taken a Lanzarote, so it was. And
1: that's your great-grandson? Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see, I think, well, a great, 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 uh, f- five generations well, of Great, great, great. And that's uh, that's a blind skier, Shannon Gray. She Brilliant. got the table the Award a year
1: that night. So is that the, BB, is that the BBC? B- that, uh,
0: uh, no, that was the, what he called, you see the trophy in there. Okay. It was the, what he called the, the Belfast Telegraph and Sports NI. Okay. They, they do it every year, do you see? Brilliant. That's Barry got this Hall of Fame that night, Barry McWiggin,
1: yeah. So I'm interested to hear about that.
0: Yeah, right. And that's that's uh, over seventy team across the uh, international cross country team. I'm here somewhere. So there,
1: everybody there is over seventy.
0: There was it, but I was the oldest in that squad. You're the happiest one there, <laughs> looking at the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey? uh, I know all those guys there. That was the over 70 team in the United cross country, running for Northern Ireland. I represented Northern Ireland, I don't know, many times. That's amazing. I was the first runner ever to present Northern Ireland over 80. Wow. And was the last one at 87 or 88, that's the last time I had Northern Ireland jersey on. When
1: I was 87
0: or 88. And what was that?
1: In? What race that was, that was in
0: Scotland over in uh, Bully Houston Park in Scotland. Cross country. Cross country. And it was a horrible day. It was absolutely... Never was out in a day like it. Uh, and uh, I was 87 or 88 then. I was scraping the bottom of my barrel, you see, to put me in the team. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these photographs. I don't, I don't think so. Well, there's some more there for you. See this
1: one here. That's so the park run
0: photograph. Uh, yes, I ran the park run on my what he got, my ninety fifth.
1: Ninety fifth. This is on your ninety fifth birthday doing the park run. Do you know
0: anybody apart from me? I know D- quite D- a few D- of we, the faces. David Satan's in there, and Barry Terry Egan, and some of the yeah. uh, some of the other park runners came that day to run in it because I was doing the ninety fifth birthday
1: park run in Cumber. That's a brilliant photograph. And so, you know, that, that photograph just shows um, the amount of joy that running brings to people. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely.
1: And after I'd done the park
0: run, I came home, and had a bit of lunch, set the bike over, over the spar there and done three hours non-stop cycling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, John, you're amazing. I oh, don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, no. That's a party. Spanny Drain is an amazing club too.
0: That's a trophy there. Uh, my name was on it there somewhere there. Nineteen forty. That trophy. Wow. And I was presented to the girl that won that. I don't. That was about three years ago. She won that trophy. What is that trophy? That's a folded shield. No, I Followed shield. Followed shield. It was uh, uh, named after our president Willie John Faulkner, who was a school teacher, and uh, after my wife died. Okay. Uh, Twenty six years ago, I decided to run the London Marathon for the uh, for the what he called for the ward. She died with a heart attack, and she was uh, sixty eight. And uh, I ran the London Marathon, and I got uh, nearly three thousand pounds. So we're presenting those things to Doctor Doctor Yeah, That's and, amazing, and that's yeah, that's oh, that's over seventy one too. Was okay. that? Had you, you seen this one here? Yeah. I don't know why you're saying that. What my doctor is not run grad, done, run.
1: I, I didn't actually realise there was like a twenty minute sort of documentary there. I've seen some clips of it on YouTube. I well,
0: that's one of the, that's one of the shots out of it. Okay. They were uh, last year or the year before. Uh, I they were at my birthday party. The guys at the BBC they done that uh, documentary. So they presented me with that photograph there. I, I think that's some, you know, you're, it's a, a winter scene and you're yeah. on a wee
1: bit of a, you know. At least you're wearing your high vis. Oh. on a dark <laughs> grey day like that. Oh, aye, uh, Northern <laughs> Ireland winter. <laughs> See, that's familiar. <laughs> and you have a lovely drawing here that somebody's done of you. Uh, which uh, has a little bit of everything in it. Everybody there? of everything. Who done that for you? So Ballydray Harry. No, uh, yes, go ahead. Um, London seventy eight marathon. I'm Harold the Wolf. Where you worked? Yeah. House Sport Island Man. Where you hold the yeah half yeah marathon half record? Marathon. Don't you for over is uh, it over eighty or?
0: I started to run when I was seventy, and I finished the half marathon when I was eighty six, <laughs> and I still hold the record for all the different age groups. So
1: the so only. You start you didn't start running. you were 70 did you no 86 86 no
0: i st- i i what after my wife died okay
1: yeah
0: adversity i had to get someone and i got into the running and cycling very much okay
1: yeah
0: so i went to the isle of Man to try it and i stayed there i went for 17 years in a truck, That's and a trot and the wreck Every, uh, from 75, 75, 80, 85, 80, to 86. And that's the last time I ran a half marathon in the uh, Isle of Man. 86 years old. Eighty two hours, four minutes.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: And uh, they, were write, they were going to name a race after me, so they were. <laughs> I got a letter from a chairman. Uh, and they were going to put it forward to the committee, but it didn't come off, you know. No, this here, right, a friend of mine, he works in the Belfast Telegraph, what do you call it, a cartoonist, yes, yeah. and he done that for me. See the patch in the head there? Yeah. I was doing a motorcycle and a crash going home. Oh, <laughs> Ended up so it did. I, le- I left Trinity College at ten past eight that morn, okay, and from Dublin to here, right, 10 miles or so. Yep. And I had to go to AE. I didn't get back into the house at 10 the, the, the next morning. Jeez. Saturday night, AE. So it hasn't changed much then? <laughs> <laughs> no, it that, hasn't at all.
1: That's brilliant. No, Robbie, make your way in there. <coughs> that was a great walk through time. And same here then, John. You've got an amazing ah. amount of medals and trophies.
0: Well, I don't want to be too boastful here. No, okay. no, but... Everything that you see is individual first there. Everything you see in that cabinet, they're all individual waters.
1: So take me through some of them there. Take me some... Well, I, I, look, there's dates on them, but I can't see them. I don't know where I got them, tell you the truth. You've just been collecting the ultimate finisher in 1998. That one stands out. It's a little goose. I don't know, that's a bit, of a
0: bit of a funny one, so it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed to be a prize, that, you know. Um, uh, Calibre alcohol, Calibre uh, 10K challenge, 1984.
0: Yes, that's was a challenge for, uh, you had a run for a bronze, uh, silver or gold, yes.
1: You have a lot of, lot of trophies here, so a lot of first yeah. sort of races. There's
0: the worst trophy you ever
1: got. <laughs> I think that's the one there. It's like a little plastic trophy.
0: I don't know, I won the, what do
1: you call it? The Cross Country
0: 2006. uh, The British Cross Country Championship. That's a trophy they gave me. (laughs) A plastic thing. So John has a a little light
1: plastic trophy with a little... Uh, That's an individual winner in the the British Masters. First Masters over 80 in 2006 Cross Country yeah they sort of cheap skated the wee bit there didn't they uh, i know they? well uh, but if you didn't pick it up you wouldn't know well you see right a lot of beautiful medals here as well so that, british and irish masters
0: that is the best race I've ever had in the cross country robbie i won but, me age group there british an international cross country in cardiff
1: british and, and irish I, won my, I won my category 2003, so. so tell me about that race. I'm from Cardiff, you know. It was in Cardiff, originally. It was a lovely course, too. A lovely course, aye. Yeah. So tell me about the race then. So it was a hard race, was it? So, sorry? It was a tough race. <laughs> when They're you come tough. To, when you had to come down you
0: know? No, <laughs> running's not easy. I, I do you do a bit of running, Yeah, I'm a runner, yeah. Aye, yeah. So you know what it's all yeah. about. You don't have me to tell you. There's no easy way out of running, it's just mm. you out there
1: and so uh, So it's a uh, two thousand and three then. You're so you're in the eighty category then, are you fifteen? Yeah. Just uh, But there's <coughs> there's people other there are three other people running that
0: day. A mm. fella called Jack Johnson from England and Alec, I don't know, from Stoneway over in the islands. Uh, this is amazing, John. I ran the the half marathon in malta brilliant in 2001 and i finished six in the age group the uh, the european half marathon That's class. and i finished sixth so i did yeah and uh, that one there i went to italy and and run the the world's half marathon
1: at a place called Riccassinan. so the world masters athletic Championship. So, were you wearing uh, a Northern Ireland jersey when you ran that? Oh, I yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just uh, It was the world half marathon. Can you remember the first time that you wore a Northern Ireland jersey?
0: Uh, I you was, suppose you've worn it that it many 60, times. Uh, no, I was about sixty-five or so. You know. That's unbelievable. I wrote on up till I was uh, eighty-eighty-seven. Northern
1: class. Ireland jersey. Yeah. I wonder who the oldest person is are in Northern Ireland, jersey do you know anybody that's been no no nobody nobody so it's, that's unique
0: nobody has ever beat me my... <laughs>
1: that's another record
0: <laughs> no that's another record there's a lot of records that i can tell you about but yeah uh, i will see now i will see that 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 is a british uh, british um, british masters there British
1: Masters Cross Country Cup. That's a bit more weight in it, this yeah, one, that's 2010. A nice one. So you always, you've been always into running, or it's always been part of you, well, who you are. Of, y-
0: yes, well, it's part of my life, so it has been. You know, There's another one, I think that's a McConnell Shield, too. Another one's
1: there. They're
0: nice. Uh one of the McConnell Shield. They're all winners' medals that they've been shown to you. Won by John
1: McCabe, 1940, yeah. John. 1940. That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's amazing. That medal looks like new.
0: And there's a story attached to those medals too. Can you... There were, Everything that we done then was the war years.
1: Yeah.
0: And we were doing say. those things in rations. So in 19... 1940,
1: 1945. So what was it like back then? Because you, you look at today's modern world and how different it is now. No, no comparison. You know...
0: It, it was a third world... Running scene mm. then, uh, if I could put it that way. Yeah, third world, there was no facilities whatsoever. Uh, our clubhouse was about four miles outside Cumber, with old school. Okay, mm, yeah. we took it over. The, the club was formed in 1932 and I joined in 1938. Before you went out to train, what you had to do, there's no heating in it whatsoever, we had to go outside. And out the fields and gather sticks, <laughs> to light the fire. Okay, and with two buckets and we fill them full of cold water, set them on each side of the uh what they call the side of the fire, the hearth, of the colder there, and with an old sick bath about five feet long or so, and after what now training. Out into the fields behind the schoolhouse, in a dark winter's night. Okay. You could run round of course, with your eyes closed because you you're so well used to it. Yeah. So, you, uh, so you come in, the hot water was in the bucket, yeah, you have it into this old sick bath. But if you were late coming in, you got about two inches of mud in the bottom of it. Come but you only on. got one leg into it. You just got <laughs> one leg, they say, and he washed the one leg and turned the other around. And, uh, that, that, and then you had to cycle home. Yeah. No, those were the war years, and your cycle well stuck in the country. I like you know, mm. <laughs> <it didn't matter. laughs> So, the next morning, after training, Tuesday night, after getting the, bit of a, no rub down or anything then, no massaging, no nothing. I didn't mind about massaging then. Yeah. In fact, did that do much about running, because you're run to your strength. See, a watch. Yeah. I never wore a watch. Mm. I run to my strength and just give it what I had, okay? Watch didn't bother me. Yeah. So it's sort of like paid off, didn't it? Like, you mm-hmm. know, without a watch. And what, what do you think about and now they have all these watches, heart rates, many heartbeats, what colours you're losing, your cadence, and your steps. You see, the times were better then mm-hmm.
1: and what they are now. They are. And why, why do you think that is? You think that.
0: Because there's it's no too other, much
1: of a comfort zone now, people aren't used to sort of living hard. Because it was, it was tough back then, it wasn't easy. Do you know what I mean? Even getting food on the table. It was all
0: cross-country, as you see in that photograph there, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: It was all like that then.
1: Good strength, so of pulling through, the legs. Through,
0: through proud fields. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe got a bit of a ditch in it, okay? And that was the, oh, There's no road racing then. It was yeah. all cross-country. There was very few races. There was he didn't train much in the summer because there was no road running. Mm-hmm. But what we done on a Saturday, we met at the club, and we, we had a, a sort of a route to take out around the countryside, and we done about eleven miles, all the, through the fields and up lanes and over, uh, through gates close mm-hmm. gate After a nice easy run, eleven miles. And that's what we done on on Saturday when there's no race. And there wasn't many people running back then, though, oh, was there was there. Was. was I can show you, I can show you programs mm-hmm. there, full full uh, full team twelve in a team and maybe three or four reserves, yes. Did you look forward to that Saturday long run then? Oh, I wow, that was nice, and you know it was uh, it's it was different from, the you know, Chanting away, mm-hmm. you know Chanting away, and up oh, oh, far through farm yards, you know that sort of thing. And it was nice and gentle and relaxing. Because it was so
1: different than it is now. You think of young ones too, now, too serious now, and the TVs and the computers and all of that good stuff. And well, like, you see
0: we hadn't that, that's why yeah. that way, that way we were good at what we done mm. because there were no other attractions. No distractions at all. Like. No other attractions. Mm. That you had to make your own, enjoy your own fun. Yes. It was a lot healthier then, wasn't it? Not healthier they because, as I say again, that was the war years. Mm-hmm. And I rode to work every day, 25 miles every day, 125 miles a week, okay? <laughs> done my trailing Tuesday and Thursday, it was a race on Saturday, that was it. No race, 11 mile, across country, you may say, okay. And second, down to the clubhouse and done my trailing, 125 miles a day and uh, you just settled to work in the clothes you worked in. you mm. do tracksuits then. And where did you work? I worked in shipyard, Harland and Wolf. Harland and Wolf. I was in there for a lifetime. So it was 45 years, in it. Wow, that was a long, yeah. a long time, like. Yeah, 45 years, yes, it was a terrible place to when I started in 19, 1938, so it did. And uh, oh, it was a horrible, dirty place. More rats than men in it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not because it's, again there's no facilities. Mm-hmm. You had eat. you just ate where you walked, you know, mm-hmm. and they're throwing bread down and There was none of this
1: health and safety no or health, regulations or No reg-
0: no see health and safety. <laughs> it went out of the window, so it did <laughs> out of the window. And uh so to say, uh, I I I was going with uh, the girl the my and, which is my future wife, Isabel, and uh so, uh, got six and a penny a week. That's about thirty three p or something mm, new money, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I like thirty three p a week. Walking. That's one answer I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, something like that. Anyway. Six and a penny. But when you get a penny, you could have bought something with it. Mm. My mother could have put another penny to it and bought a loaf. But she could, yeah, and. uh so as I say, four years, all Russians. How, get, did you,
1: how did you meet your wife, thanks? I've seen a little clip well, on the video. That was in that
0: program. Yeah. Dr. Manbury. She worked in the, uh, she was a stitcher in Cumber, mm-hmm. in the Albion Stitching Company. I was riding home from work for the shipyard down Cumber Main Street, right? And for some reason I got my eye on this. Quite a good looking girl, you know? And a wee chum was with, with her. So... I stopped with her and had a good chat and then and I went on and on. I talked for quite a long time and then I went home, my mother says where were you? I couldn't say I was working late when I got there because <laughs> I was not tally up with the wages <laughs> and uh, she, used to, she used to barge me for coming home because they dinner dinner already and I was talking to Isabel and uh, so that's how I met her and this cycling from work, yes, and uh, she was sixteen and I was eighteen, and that was it. Mm-hmm. No other, no other girl. My, my. That uh, was the only girl I ever went with. Uh,
1: so you were straight into work at a young age. I
0: and was cycled to work, and then I was
1: only getting six and a penny a week.
0: Uh, so I was going with Isabel, and I was giving my mother. I don't know much. But I say 2D or 3D, then what they call it 3D, then the thrumps, I got a I said, I can't have much left from myself here, i going with Isabel. So I said to my mother, I was travelling the train from Cumber, they had cycling from the Spain down the train, Cumber. Yeah. I said to my mother, I think I, I never had a child's bike, never had a child's bike, just ridden my father's bike. How to put your leg through the frame, you know, go like that there, <laughs> riding it <laughs> through the frame. So was to say, uh, I said, no, I think I'll go get a decent bike. So she said, yes, we'll go to Belfast. Now, you're 100 miles away from home when we went from this to Belfast. <laughs> you know, that was another world. Me, a county guy, yeah. going out to Belfast. So what went to around and Land Street, so we did. And that was about... I 1938 or 39. went to was in Han Street, bought a, a new bike BSA. I think it was about four pounds or something. And I started to ride to work from Les to the shipyard every day. When they done that programme run grad run, they done a wee bit of a calculation. The time for my road from the shipyard from there till it came to here and 1953 or so they reckon it 60,000 miles a second to work.
1: That's why you were so fit then.
0: Well, you were so fit that no problem, tell you. Mm. No no problem. You, you were so fit and you enjoyed. Well, say again, that was the, that. was your enjoyment then. Yeah. No TV, no this, that, or anything. Mm. So, that was it. And then, as I say, there wasn't many races. And then, uh, McConnell and Shield, Malcolm Cump, and uh, East Down and uh, West Down and Junior and the Senior. That's about all the races we had in the winter time. Yeah. There was only one road race, and that was a Whitehead road race. And I never got running in it because that was an office race. And nobody, you, if you had won anything, you weren't allowed to run in it. Right, so I okay. never got running in it till the Vets, what we call the Vets, but it's the Masters now. Yeah. So I think a Vets was changed, but formed about. Nineteen seventy five or so, so I really got into the running. Now yeah. and then, and as they say, nineteen seventy five. I think the masters, of vets was formed, and there was a lot of road races. There's ten k and five k and half marathons mm-hmm. and all that. So you really get into running, and that's what they say. After Isabel died, that's what kept me going. And first day, mm-hmm. out and talking to people, cycled the work. Rather, these and that's where they all came from so do
1: you think it, then that sort of running help sort of help with the grief and getting death, out and death, talking to people death. and see
0: you're getting out you're not sitting in there mm. day by day looking looking at the four walls getting out beating people and i the people i have met in my running
1: scene you know because john you're amazing There, you, you look as fit as a fiddle to be honest And you're 96 <laughs> years of age <laughs> Uh, uh, but I, I know people at 95 years of age that don't do any sport or have never done sport well, you see. And they, or 70 years of age and they're not even able to get up off the sofa and they don't go outside really and they don't know many people because sport does all that for you doesn't
0: it sport has been a way well, of life as a drug mm. even to me now I train three days a week I don't know what's training or not, but I keep fit three days a week
1: so what do you do I have a trophy
0: trainer in there the bike and the rollers in the kitchen there
1: <laughs> on the rollers. yes that's not even an easy way of doing it
0: well it's not that's a stand like it's not the yeah, rollers. yeah it's, it's the, the turbo trainer uh yes yes that's it's a stand and you put the bike in yeah. on the rollers and if a treadmill upstairs <laughs> and uh i just two days a week i'd on the treadmill 35 40 minutes you know just somebody
1: nice. told me you had an abs cruncher as well a what an abs Cruncher?
0: Ah, well that'd be the frame for...
1: For your, for your chest?
0: Ah yes yes, that's, up, <laughs> that's upstairs, yes. They bought me that for my 95th birthday, the family. <laughs> my family are amazing. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. five generations of so
1: you know. That's amazing. Uh, 90,
0: 97 to one year old. Wow. And we're all very close. That's pretty. All very close. That's what keeps me going. Mm.
1: Do any of your grandchildren run then? Do any of them have your yeah, Richard, fantastic cheese? Richard, Richard, my
0: grandson, he used to he tried it for a I but he didn't like it. So I, I just uh, I'm not gonna force it just because I like runner doesn't say he should be liking running. you know. So I didn't press it. It's important, him. you
1: have to enjoy it, don't you?
0: Oh, you have to enjoy it. And you have to enjoy it. this is socializing now, you know. Mm. I, I be quite what he called uh, busy giving out wee prizes and uh, giving wee talks and one thing and another and uh, meeting people and uh, people talk to me and I don't know who they are but know me but <laughs> I don't who the people are <laughs> you have to ask, oh, who to you know mm. and uh, get this all that sort of thing and fa- Facebook you know yeah. all the photographs and all we things they got there to pick it up there's a
1: brilliant photograph of you actually on Facebook last week Yourself and Mark McKinstry.
0: I'm Mark McKinstry. How nice, lad. Mark, do you know Mark?
1: I know, I know, I haven't actually met him personally, but I know Mark well. Like, he's a phenomenal runner. Yes. So he is. Like, but it was an amazing photograph because, you know, there was a mutual respect there of two great runners, sort of the young generation, the older generation. And you can really, it was an amazing photograph. Like,
0: well, well, this is it, Robbie, to see like a Mark respects like a older people you know mm-hmm. and the running scene respects them you know t- you get you just talk about the same as what we were to, talking about now you know during the years how we are done and how we cope and all sorts of things they got there
1: mm-hmm. yes and uh, how do you know how many I'm looking at all your medals here. I say most you mostly don't even have a clue how many medals you've got There's
0: a lot in there if you want to have a look. Yeah. Do you
1: want a cup of coffee or tea? What do you want? Um are you gonna have a cup ah. of coffee? I'll take a coffee maybe. One here, we'll make it in here. Like, did you have any nemesis back then? Like peop like those runners you're always trying to beat. Can you think of anybody that sort of sticks out in your mind it was a oh, good yes. runner?
0: Oh yes. Stephen Cook, East Antrim. He was the top runner then. Steve McCook, but I won the same league as him, and uh, he was a top runner. Now he was a son of the same as me. He was a grave digger, okay, but he rode the bike every day to, well, when when we were digging, or <laughs> he had to dig a grave, like you know, <laughs> and he rode the bike so he did everywhere. Steve, he was like me, so he was, mm-hmm. but he was far superior runner than I was, and uh, Charlie McCook and Steve McCook, and. Uh, Tom, uh, Jimmy Todd, now he was in my, uh, what you you say, when I was running, you know, mm-hmm. competitive yes. in the 40s and 50s, and uh, no, I think I went for Jimmy, Jimmy was a bit uh, younger than me, but I ran against Jimmy too, you know, and he was a good runner,
1: yeah, can you think he He's him. Can you think of any specific races? that, you know, you were sort of getting beaten back then and you just sort of pipped them at the post?
0: Well, there's one in the International Cross Country, and I was running for Northern Ireland, and this uh, girl, Anne Sanf... No, no, um, Ann McGuire. Now, Anne was about 20 years younger than me, okay? And uh, her I was running in this course, okay? We were running together and I was hanging on to her and I was beginning to suffer a bit, you know. <laughs> and I was hanging on and hanging on. Uh, I was thinking about easing off here, let her go. But I got about two shreds in, in front of her, okay, maybe three, four. She was a goner too. She was worse than me and I, <laughs> I didn't realise that. You know, you know, you know yeah. like, uh, sort of relating to uh, how you think uh, you're getting it tough, but the other person beside you is even getting more tougher. Yeah. You know, the goings to get tough. I beat her about 11 seconds, so I did. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so that, that sort of way stands out to me that uh, you're not beat, you know, if you, you know till you cross the lane you can you can really hang in there and uh, get there yeah. you can
1: that's one thing I always try and think of when I'm struggling is uh, everybody else is struggling the same as uh, I am
0: well this is it they say
1: this is it you look at them they don't look like they're struggling no but actually you, you,
0: you maybe look at their face you know that's another wee tell you look at their face and they're not too happy looking their baby face is a bit <laughs>
1: screwed up do you ever give like a little bit of a kick to let on that you're stronger than you're not? Yes, that's another thing to do.
0: If you ever go to pass anybody, don't pass them at a slower pace. Pass them at a pace that is maybe not your comfort, you yeah. know zone. You're even really maybe beyond what you're able to run, but make the effort.
1: Just trying to break don't, their confidence. Oh yes, and break them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and back then, then because there's a it's a it's just a totally different scene altogether, isn't it? Like uh-huh. even when you talk about cycling, everybody was cycling everywhere because it was nobody really had money for. Uh,
0: well, this is it
1: automobiles is they yeah. were so cold back then.
0: Now we were brought up in a thatch cottage outside North Bane, and there was two other brothers and me and the sister and my father, and father. Mm. We had no running water outside toilet or any mm. any facilities then too and and home then. And I was coming back from races and half, maybe the mud was sticking on my legs, you know. And you're probably getting into bed, your legs are not as clean as what they should be. <laughs> <laughs> because, and uh, every race you went to, no tracksuits, no what he called, uh, bag around to put your gear in. Mm. What you done, brown paper was a big thing then, you could have got a lot of brown paper, it was quite uh, s- strong. I rolled the shoes and anything you had up with the brown paper and that's where you went to the race. Yeah. And you went to the race and you changed underneath the tree or beside the hedge or something. Okay, No facilities then, mm-hmm. no leisure centres and you know the best place where they get a good wash was the six mile water, Polly Clare. <laughs> and the six mile water, right, that's where you got a good wash. Standing there with the steam rising off you, and uh, there's a guy done a week what he calls writing uh, the New House Chronicle, and he did an article in this here, by John McCague running, uh, the Valley and Valley Clare, and during the war years, and uh, the bombs were falling and all that sort of thing. A big write up, you know, but he he ended up with. Uh, and he says McKay got into the, the, the river. Uh no soap, but he used sandpaper
1: to rub his <laughs> legs down. <laughs> That's brilliant. I there's
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of papers there, a whole lot of stuff and I, I, I have six I have six wedding scrapbooks there full full of rubbish and full of good stuff, you know.
1: Yeah. Full of good memories.
0: And good memories. And uh, some of the papers they were writing, and I got the name on me, where I where I lived a place called Ballygraffon, okay, In the townland, and I got the name Ballygraffon Express.
1: <laughs> For all the running you were doing. And
0: then and the vets, super vet, okay, super vet, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, these wee things, you know, when these were people are writing about you and motivated you, mm. you kept going. Motivated, motivation, great thing. And I always say, if you a, attitude, great thing attitude, attitude yeah. towards people, anything. A- uh,
1: attitude is where, what gets you to where you want to be, isn't
0: it? Gets through life, so you do. And not only attitude, common sense. Mm-hmm. Common sense. <laughs> he could be as clever a boy as anything, but you do common sense, you have nothing.
1: Yeah. And what do you think about that? Like, because it's great when I talk to some of the vets, and that word comes out all the time common sense. It's like uh, people have lost common sense. Yeah. So sometimes black is black. It's just yeah. as simple as that. I, I,
0: I, I went to school with a five year old, walked to school every day, four miles from where we lived up to a place called Lisbarnet Primary School. I left school when I was 14, with very little education. I didn't like school. I could have left the, I could have left the day after I started, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't have been any more educated. <laughs> but I'd I done okay for myself. Yeah. I, I, I worked as a welder, okay, in a shipyard, and then I got a job as a welding instructor. And then there's a joke, come up, an inspector for Lloyd's Insurance in the shipyard. Somebody without very little knowledge, very little education, Mm. common sense. People were asking me, even the people in Lloyd's. they were all educated people. They were were all theory and I was practical.
1: So I was helping them out. Yeah, good balance Uh, there. So see, write, uh, see, see, sh- your, see your little medals here, then. So, what? Why do you think you were getting first? Like, what do you think was sort of why I was getting first, first places? So, you got lose lo- of little first medals here. Well, so was, Six miles, John McKay nineteen forty-four uh, Junior Championships. What well, was he, it back then?
0: You had the attitude on you to run to your strength, and that strength beat the <coughs> other component
1: uh, opponents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was the key thing then, you were the really putting thing. out as much as you could, as hard as you could. As right. hard
0: as you could, there was no sort of thing as coaching
1: then. Mm. As I say,
0: we just run as hard as we could, okay. And it was through ploughed fields and over.
1: What sort of distances were the cross country Well the cross
0: country, well that's at six miles. Yeah, this one's six. Uh, but the, the Northern Ireland senior was nine miles, cross country. Northern mm. Ireland senior. Yeah, nine miles.
1: And did you progress then through, once you went through the junior, you progressed into the senior then?
0: Well, then again, uh, there were so many, there wasn't so many races then. After you won those sort of things, that was nearly it. It was a bit of a lull then, Mm. you know. But then when the uh, Masters started in 75, that gave you... All the different races, you know, ten k's, five k's, half marathons, and uh, all that, and you had more races to run in. Mm-hmm. So you were. Kept.
1: So where were the masters then? You show me some like world masters Athletic well, the championships.
0: Matches, but they were it been run every five years, five nations. Five nations, so that you, was the one at Cardiff. I was run against five nations. So it was five, five. Categories five nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was five people in my uh, category. Okay.
1: So who? What nations were they? So is that England, Scotland? England Scotland. Sc- England,
0: Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. British and Irish. British and Irish cross country. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. So go on, go. On. Sticking with back in sort of 1940 time, tell me a bit about your running gear then, because, you know, now you've got all these, like, Siccone and Hoka and all these type of running shoes and neutral strike yeah. and strength. What, what do you think about all of that?
0: no well, you only
1: had your club jersey,
0: okay, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And you had, uh, if you could afford a pair of specs okay, the specs were made of leather. And you see, well, cross country was always wet and dirty, but when you come home and maybe give them a bit of a wash, see when they dried, they was hard as a board because they made of the leather. You hardly <laughs> got your feet into them for the next race, and while the way the spikes were made, they were probably the spikes would have come up through under your sole of your foot. you know these all these new new shoes and all, yeah. all high tech and all. Well, that's the
1: sort of gear we had.
0: We had very little gear.
1: Because you see now when you when you have a pair of running shoes and we say we get like 350 miles out of them, so maybe three months out of them. But back then, like, it's expensive you to had, buy shoes. You had a, shoes you had to run to pieces, yeah. to the full apart. So how have you seen the, the, the club change then? So there was a, quite a few runners at the beginning, as you were saying there. Did it drift off at all? Did the like...
0: No, what happened there? Because
1: now it's an amazing club. It's, it's oh, got a huge oh, amount of people and it's getting bigger a, all the time. But in those
0: particular times, Bally right plunk in the middle of the countryside, the club was okay. But it was just a way of life then. Mm. You, you, you trained mm. in the country, you ran out in the fields, and then as the time progressed on, right, we had a lot of young runners came to our club through the, through the club like. Yep. But what happened? They didn't want to go to Valley to train. It was they wanted the leisure centres and then down or wherever they mm. left. So they left them down. They left Bally Drain and the, the numbers dwindled till there was only four or five of us in it. Jim Hayes, Freddie Strickland, Francis Bowle, myself and uh, uh, I a fella called, yeah, yes, there's only four or five of in it. So after they decided, okay, there's no point in keeping the club open, or close it, move into Cumber. And we moved into Cumber uh, Cricket Club, North Down Cricket Club, and that's where we're based now. So we got people to come, but there was more what he called then, they, uh, See, there's no socialising. When I ran in the mm. 1940s and 50s, <coughs> up to the 60s, there's no socialising at all. You just went to the club and you come back home and get into bed, go up the next yeah. morning, road to work. But now, which is a good thing, people are talking to each other after a race, mm. cup of tea after a race, sandwich, and they all talk about their injuries and about how well they run <laughs> and and how, how well they didn't run. But it's keeping these people together now, and they're meeting people they never
1: knew. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's, thing. Like, Yeah,
0: because the same with club, when that took off after they went into Cumber, all those people that joined the club they never knew each other, mm. and now they're all the best of friends. I like a Valerie and
1: and um, but I know quite a few, um, Drain runners. Drew Fowler,
0: I I, yeah, I was talking to him yesterday. He was on yesterday.
1: He's a great runner.
0: Like we were up at the. Uh, Travel service race yesterday. I was telling yes, he says enjoy your crack tomorrow.
1: Good. <laughs> 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 wait in this. So, sports award two thousand and seven special award sponsored by the sport Northern Ireland John McCague, and Belfast Telegraph. So, how did that come about? Well, how was that nominated? Or they say they, they uh, what do what you call it?
0: the Northern Ireland Athletic Association was looking for people that what we were talking about had done something, you know, through their career, had run here, run there, they're on a certain age and all that sort of thing and they're still running. Mm-hmm. So David Satan and two of the other ones, they give the what do you got, they all well involved in the Northern Ireland uh Athletic Association. So my name went forward and a, a girl came out to the phone one day and she started to talk to me, are you John McKeague? I says yes, ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, you've been nominated for an award, a sports award a year. And you're going to leave a phone down if that was a wind <laughs> <laughs> Then she started to mention different things, you know. So I was nominated for that. But the best thing about it, you didn't know what you were going to get yeah. when you went there. The first person I went to the scene was Barry McGuigan and Mary Peters were standing talking and uh, Mary introduced me to Barry. He said, I said, Barry says to me, what are you here for? I says, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I've been nominated for something. <laughs> so I won the nomination. I won that that award that night in the Mada Hotel. I oh, had a great night that night. So I had- That's a beautiful yeah. award, like. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the same again with that. Is there a medal there somewhere?
1: There's a medal there from Derry, 2007, British and Irish Masters Cross Country. 2017, 2017. Yeah, so that's 2017. So we heard a story about um, Derry, London Derry, you're up there, and there was a, a life achievement award being announced. That's it, turnovers. Turn yeah, so a life. Time Achievement, John McCague. So the way the story went was they were giving this achievement out to somebody and they have been running like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And you got up and you were applauding this person. And it was like, you have been running for 40 years, 50 years. And everyone was like, yeah. And there was John McCaig. And he was applauding this person as well. Until it hit like 70 years, 80 years. And you're like, hold on a second. Up
0: the 80 and I... On. there's nobody here Daddy. you industry ain't only me <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, the penny dropped in and you know uh, that was a big big surprise to which everybody knew about it only me the club knew about it my family knew about it all the different friends knew about this uh, award I was going to get and uh, Jerry Lynch uh, he's one of the top runners out of Derry club uh, before the, that award, DC was going to announce, he came to me and talked to me, DC, <laughs> to keep me, to keep me in case I may disappear. <laughs> so he tried to talk to me and to keep me so that I wouldn't uh, not be there.
1: So, how, how did you feel when you got that award? That's I don't, pretty, know, how, probably, I don't know how I felt.
0: Honestly, you know, I was gum-stop, so I was. You know, I was going round in circles. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a
1: big surprise! There's a shot. photograph
0: there in the hall. The girl at the, uh, uh, uh Pam Brown. She was a the president then of the athletic
1: mm-hmm. association. So the the photograph in the hall of Pam herself be with that. Uh. You're a great ambassador for the sport, like you know, because you hear people people say to me, you know, oh, that root ru- that ru- run is going to ruin your knees. That run's going to do this, and here you are, like seventy. How long have you been on? Seventy-five seventy-eight years or so. Seventy-eight years of running like from nineteen forty to
0: this is uh, to 2018. Well I would love to have you standing next
1: to me every time somebody says that running's gonna destroy my knees. <laughs>
0: well, touch point. My knees is good as the day I was born. And, uh, but the biggest van- adventure I had, okay, was going to run that world's half marathon.
1: I went my own. And what what age were you then when you done that? Sorry? What age were you when you done that?
0: Oh my I've always been eighty then or so. World's half marathon.
1: And where was that?
0: In, in Italy, a Place called Arecainon.
1: And eighty years of age you went to run the world's half marathon on your own in Italy. I
0: went to I went to Dublin the bus, okay. I got a flight to Heathrow. And uh there was a crowd of runners, track trips on a crowd of runners down or English. And I sort of are you going to run somewhere? You know, we're going to the World South Marathon. And I got in a conversation with them, all right. So we got to, on the flight and uh, the flight was delayed getting into Ancona. That's where the flight was into. And the flight was delayed and uh, there was no transport. It was near 11 o'clock before we got into uh, Ancona. And there was no, what do you call it, no flight, uh, no bus or rail out to the coast, which is about 40 miles away from my airport. Uh, just, I said, mean, I'm going to have the line airport all night and then get a, fl- a get a, a bus 6 o'clock in the morning. So I went out to these people who had uh, been talking to and uh, I said, I'm a bit of a problem here there's no uh, no transport for me but they had a bus hired hmm. and it was dark outside so I'm running about like an idiot looking for this, this group of people that <laughs> I was going to have to land at the airport all night and I, got, I, I found them and they were waiting at their bus and I, I went and talked to the chap that I knew better. I said, so we've brought a problem with me, I can't get to the race. Uh, there's no transport on. And uh, he says, go see a driver there. But he was Italian. And I went up to him and he I might have been talking to that settee there. He didn't <laughs> understand what he was talking about. <laughs> for to give me a lift out to this race. So I come back she says, okay, my daughter used to walk in Italy and I went to, she went with me up the bus driver so I got onto the bus and out to uh, Ankoda about maybe half twelve at night, okay and where's the hotel here? I hadn't a clue where the hotel was but they the girl came with me and we found the hotel, right so we're up the next morning Round the half marathon, 80 degrees in heat. Jeez. Right, 80 degrees. And uh, so, okay, at the hotel, I ordered a coffee, and they brought me something like to get here, and a wee, wee, small.
1: espresso.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. About that there. i never seen one of them before. I couldn't drink R- it. A little
1: Espresso. Ah, tiny, yeah. Tiny little cup.
0: Couldn't drink it, couldn't drink it. And uh, so then I went to the, down the the station that particular night to make inquiries to get back again to Ancona and uh, we had the arrangements for the uh, what time to get the train at. So I got on the train about uh, half six in the morning. So I had for my flight. I was about maybe eleven o'clock or so, from the, the uh, back to the United Kingdom. So I'm sitting here and this train going down as the Adriatic coast uh, some coast on this side here lovely scenery you know I'm sitting in this train nearly all my own here What the heck I wonder where I got off here by this airport you know or how to get out of this train so I see people getting up going to the door and they press the button so I knew and well I get out at a station and here I wonder where the airport is. There were two taxis sitting, so I drove over and tried to explain to them. Airport. they took me around the block two or three times to the airport, you know, but it cost me 18 eighteen pounds of sterling, you know, to get to the, the airport. So that was a bit of an adventure on your own at 80 years of age, you
1: know. That was brilliant. Uh, How did you do in the race? Huh? How did you do in the race?
0: Well, I finished 10th. 10th in my age group the category.
1: That was brilliant.
0: Uh, there was 25 uh, by age group in that category. What was the world's things it was? Yeah. Uh, see the guy that won the half marathon. He was a German. I think he, he won it and won or something. What? You know? That's something. unbelievable. But no I, I wasn't 80. I, I was 75 coming 80. Okay. I was two weeks Three weeks of my 80th birthday, but the, the other category was 80 to 85. Yeah. I wasn't 75 to 80. You see, if I'd been another two or three weeks uh, older, mm-hmm. I would have got a bronze medal because I beat the guy in that age group 80 to 85. I beat his time. I got a <laughs> bronze medal. I would be another three weeks older.
1: Two or so, that was brilliant. You must have a million stories like that. Uh. <laughs> yes. uh. So that was the world championships. Have you done any other sort of championships like that, sort of no, European? No, that, that
0: was about
1: the only one. I want to,
0: but uh, I want what, to.
1: what do you think about now? Then the running scene now and. There's good and bad, isn't it? It's good from you talking about the community aspect. I think it's very good now because a lot of people, the park runs now,
0: has brought a lot of people Mm. into running, never dreamt about running. Mm. You know, people are overweight and they're not fit and still with all their getting into the park run. We have a great ambassador in our club, Norman Mwini, and he was a good ambassador for uh, a motivator Mm. for the. Most old women. women, used to start groups up, they say, and they brought them to the boat park. The boat park's just right there. He used to bring groups there and uh, got them started on, and then he would call down here. he called, he says, I want you to come over, John, and give a wee talk to him before they start. <laughs> what to do? Enjoy it. enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, you'll get there. Every step, every step, that's it. Go, go, go. You're on two or three hundred yards next time half a mile, you know. Mm-hmm. Build it up, enjoy that conversation. Half the week talk during your run. Don't overstress it because you'll get fed up when you'll pack it in. Ah.
1: So that, that's the main the main sort of um, advice you give to people. Make sure you, you enjoy it.
0: Enjoy it, that's what it's all about. See yeah. I, I it's hard to it's hard to understand why I did enjoy those races. No, but I just have the, the right attitude to do it.
1: And how, do you, how do you find them? Because, like, at 96, there's a lot of people obviously leave you, you know, going through the years, and a lot of, from your, especially people that are close to you. And have you found it the sort of run and sort of help with that? Because sport brings so many different things to people, doesn't it?
0: Well, my family never said... Even after Isabel died, okay, I was doing quite. I was running marathons. I was doing the Mars cycle to Dublin, riding to Dublin one day, riding back the next day, and doing marathons and all sorts of things. And my daughter Anne, she would never said you can't do that. Mm-hmm. After Isabel died, her mother, she never said, "Dad, you're doing too much. You can't do that." So she let me do my own thing which was good yeah which was good she didn't get in my way what i wanted to do
1: because you do get a lot of that don't you
0: you do it's, it's like you're doing too much don't be going down here don't it's too dangerous oh,
1: people are over overprotective
0: two years ago i was up i, I could be pvc wonders in there about for christmas Two years ago I was up painting the windows, so was, there was a guy the all of our club runners couldn't pass him on to Perry, she asked, what are you doing up there? I said, I'm painting windows, <laughs> <laughs> but you say, he shouldn't be up there, and uh, <coughs> no I never said, not, you can't do that, you know, just let mm. me do my own, but you know your capabilities so you do, mm. that's another thing about running, if you know your capabilities, that's the enjoyment. So it is. Don't be on something you can't do. You?
1: Well, I hope, well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. There may never actually be another one like it. I was amazed at John's cross-country medals from 1940. What a running career he's had and what a life he has lived. If you check out his documentary on YouTube called Run Grandad Run, you might find some more interesting facts about John. Um, over the last few weeks, I've tried to bring a lot of diversity into the podcast. Quite a few people haven't yet made that leap towards listening to podcasts or even know what they're about. So if you're enjoying the podcast, why not do me a favor and share it with your friends and family and try and help to share the inspiration. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope I'm getting the mix right. Why not drop a comment on the Facebook page or actually on the Podbean app. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.